I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I keep looking at Jamie's open door behind him that's like cloaked in darkness. I'm just Stop. like, that old man's in there right now. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> He's feeding off your negative energy, James. He's, he's <laughs> after we get off this call, like... I have to be alone in this apartment, you understand? (laughs) (laughs) Feeling doomy and gloomy. Ever get so tired? You're not sure why you should even bother stopping that arched lich from ascending to godhood? Ever feel too morose to even start a tavern brawl? Well, the Shadowfell might just be the plane of existence for you. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Ethan, your local podcast host and travel agent, uh, here to take you on a tour of the sunny or not-so-sunny Shadowfell. Uh, with me, of course, is Peter O'Donoghue. Hello. Um, my camera's in black and white for the infomercial, uh, the infomercial we just started, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, a uh, uh, cut to a Shatterkai elf, uh, opening a cupboard with too many Tupperware in it and just spilling Tupperware all over himself, unable yeah, to catch it all. And I tried to cut a knife, I tried to cut a sandwich diagonally with, like, the back end of a knife, and the, it just <laughs> annihilated it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, of course, James Miller. Hey, yeah, I tried to use the slap chop on flex tape, and I don't know who's doing its job better at this point. <laughs> Quite a bit. The, the, the unstoppable force beats the uh, the immovable object, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I slap chopped my flex tape. Now my wife left me. Jamie's <laughs> Jamie's creating like alternate timelines by like splitting an atom with his slap chop onto his face. <laughs> Like it's like that mirror effect where he just like slaps it down and then you just get like this as far as the eye can see across the horizon, just like a line of identical Jamie's that all move the same way. (laughs) There is is an app that I I heard about on, I want to say a Malcolm Gladwell podcast. I think it was Revisionist History, um, where you can, uh, you basically like ask it a question or ask it what you should do. So you say like, do I, uh, do I shave my, do I grow a beard or do I stay uh, beardless? Um, and when you do that, it'll go to like, I think CERN, uh, and they'll launch an atom and it will like read the outcome. And then like whichever timeline you now exist in, you, you, you're supposed to follow that that outcome. (laughs) Wow. Which is just crazy. That's something to live your life by. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And then it's like, I I love the idea that, yeah, if you don't follow the, um, like if you're like, I I, like decide, oh, I don't want to. I want to grow a beard, so I'm gonna do it, even though I got don't grow a beard. Does like alternate me now say when they got grow a beard? Are they like ah, actually I changed my mind? I don't want to grow a beard. Oh. I don't know. You know yeah, <laughs> Stanley's parable shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're talking about uh the D and D prime material or material plane, not prime material plane. Uh, called the Shadowfell. This is not a sequel, but I guess a follow up to our Feywild episode a few weeks ago. Uh, if you oh. haven't listened to that one. Uh, you could probably listen to it after this episode. Uh, there's not going to be any like spoilers for it or anything like that. 
And I guess for anyone who didn't listen to the last episodes and for Jamie and Peter who, uh, spoiler guys, they're not elephants. They don't remember everything. Uh, <laughs> not, e- not even things from two weeks ago. Um, we'll do just like, I mean, I'll touch on some things that uh, were mentioned in the Feywild episode. Uh, so to start, the Shadowfell is parallel to both the Prime Material Plane and the Feywild. Uh, so the Prime Material Plane in, in the D&D canon is Earth. It's, you know, the normal world, I guess, the non-Bizarro world, not the plane of fire or hell or heaven or uh, any any places in between or to the sides. Or big purple um, trees. Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> purple trees in the Feywild, uh, brown trees in the Prime Material Plane, uh, as we'll come to find out, uh, muted brown trees in the Shadowfell. Okay. Earth, Earth I is- have a completely different question because I just like other little parallel universes popped into my head, uh, one of which being Whoville from Dr. Sure. Seuss. When that sure. snowflake, like one, time obviously moves much slower within the snowflake, right? Because they they, they somehow <laughs> celebrate. But like uh-huh. when it when it melts, can we get that movie, Ron Howard, of yeah, yeah. like <laughs> the snowflake melting yeah. around of <laughs> around Whoville? It's like, would the Grinch be Noah? Would he like, yeah. like would he be building a ship? <laughs> yeah. That's why the left, uh, their internal organs last so long, because time moves slower within the snowflake. Okay, wait. I, I I was having a laugh. I was having a laugh about that, Peter, because it was it was a good point. And then I realized you're just describing Horton Hears a Who. That's oh, that's, that's literally just the book Horton Hears yeah, a Who. Yeah, by, yeah. Also yeah, by yeah. Doctor Seuss. So yeah, uh, where he finds a race of people on a dandelion, uh, I believe, and um, well, like a a, a Seussian equivalent to a, yeah. to a dandelion, right? Seussian. Yeah, dan- dandelusian. <laughs> um. So yeah. So the Shadowfell. Prime Material Plane and the Feywild are in parallel, and there's a lot of similarities and kind of overlap between them. Um, where once the Great Primordials tore off the pieces of existence which were too bright and cast them aside to cre- create the Feywild, tearing off the pieces that were too dark would spawn the Shadowfell. So that's something that we talked about the last time, where the gods kind of created existence from uh, the Primordial Muck and the different elemental chaoses. Yeah. Uh, the Primordials saw it and decided to tear off some of the pieces for whatever reason. Uh, and that became the Feywild and the Shadowfell. This lungfish in the Primordial Ooze is too bright. Cast him aside. This, <laughs> this lungfish in the Primordial Ooze is too dark. Cast him aside. And yeah, anyway, that's creation. <laughs> this lungfish, this lungfish in the Primordial Ooze is just right. Yeah, right. Home with me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the three bears? <laughs> Goldie, Goldilocks and the three lungfish. They're just like all. <laughs> she, she's like going into. <laughs> she like crawls into each of their individual like. Like below the dirt mucus cocoons, yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most comfortable. <laughs> yeah, oh. Terrifying. Uh, so, a quote from the Manual of the Plains, fourth edition, where a lot. I guess actually, I'll I'll say uh, for now, uh, most of the research comes from Manual of the Plains, fourth edition. Uh, there's a couple other texts which I use. Uh, one of which is Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Uh, which does change the canon a lot. We've talked about this a few times where uh, D&D canon is built over, you know, 30 going on 40 years. Um, so, like, it's changed quite a few times in different iterations. Um, we're going to, I'm going to kind of use the pieces that I like and discard the pieces that I don't. Uh, yeah, you don't listen to this show because we're not, uh, you know, we're we're editors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. When we're we're cherry when Ethan created this show, he picked the good lores and he threw them in this pile, in, which is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The bad <laughs> lores and threw them away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This or lore the, is too the bright. Primordial Wikipedia. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I guess I should, I could also say for anybody who's familiar with it, like the, even the idea that the Shadowfell, the Prime Material Plane and the Feywild are, are quote unquote parallel is like, according to the Great Wheel cosmology, which is one way of orienting all the major planes of existence, not including demiplanes. Um, but there is like the, uh, the Great Tree cosmology, which is like slightly different um, and all those things. And then like there's different settings within D&D. So we always talk about Forgotten Realms pretty much, except for we did one on Dark Sun, which if you guys will remember, which was in a yeah. different uh, universe and Spelljammer, which was specifically talking about traveling between different fictional realities, I guess. Um, so uh, a quote from Manual of the Plains, fourth edition. A place of deep shadows, of familiar yet alien landscapes, of vistas that snatch the breath, and of mind-rending visions. The Shadowfell is the gloomy reflection of the natural world. It is a plain dimmed and dulled by a pervasive and insidious pall. The home of the dead, the realm of the forsaken, a haven of the lost and the twisted, the birthplace of wretched creatures famous for their grief and sorrow. The plain of shadow is all this and more. Okay. The Shadowfell, as we're going to discuss it, similar to the Feywild, uh, was fully fleshed out and canonized in 4th edition D&D. Um, it came about as a combination of a number of existing ideas and areas in the D&D settings from 2nd and 3rd editions, uh, and even technically 1st edition, uh, such as the Plane of Shadow, um, but also household names like Ravenloft, the Ravenloft setting from the Curse of Strahd adventure, which some of you guys uh, might have heard of before it's basically the transylvania he's like the the D, &D dracula um okay. it sounds familiar i yeah. you've definitely mentioned it before or somebody has you did the quotation fingers and i like to think in that case those are little fangs from dracula's when you say yeah <laughs> yeah dracula you, know. you have to do it with air quotes uh, yeah it's asl for <laughs> vampire yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's ASL for two vampires, what you were doing there, Pete. Right. Oh, uh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is more dangerous. It's, that's true. It is just the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> Not uh, to be confused with Rattlesnake, where you put, your, uh, you put your other arm underneath it and do the exact same motion to make it go <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, as a mirror of sorts to the prime material plane, as with the Feywild, there is a sense of familiarity in regards to landmarks, geography, and locations in the Shadowfell that seems to align with the prime material plane. For every location, it is changed as though cast through a sort of filter, often described as how you would remember a place if you were describing a nightmare you had had about it. So uh, usually, um, again, it's no just... wearing it's, pants. Their teeth keep falling out. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. There's always a math test in the shadow file. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nightmare yesterday, and it was so creepy. It was like daytime, and I was at my apartment. And I like look, I stand on my bed and I look through the window and there's a guy, like an old man on all fours, just staring at me through the window. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then I walk what to the, the kitchen because I was like, what the fuck? And then there's just two more people staring at me through the window. I was what not expecting that. That fuck. is fucked. Yeah. That is terrifying. And I still and keep I guess looking through my windows to be like, is he there? I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh. The listeners should know that Jamie does live in a basement apartment. Yeah. So that's like, he's got the high ground. You know what I mean? Like standing outside the window or on all fours outside the window looking in. Oh, yeah. God. Like, Jesus. That a, yeah, that's worse than worse than I was ready for, I think. Yeah, uh, I thought about it a lot today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, you, you almost spit out your tea. Was, was, he, was he dressed or was it just like some old guy? 
It was like, okay, so my windows are kind of dirty, so like people can't see in that good and I can't see out that good. But in my dream, it was like extra enhanced, so I couldn't see his features properly, which was even more oh, creepy. Shit, dude. Yeah. So I just saw like the figure of a guy who was like clearly had like an older body, but like looking through, like staring. An old spindly ass man, yeah. limbs too long, swollen this... knuckles from rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, because like apparently your brain can't like create new people, so it's probably just like some crusty ass. NDG rat, like some alcoholic you passed at the dog park who just like is now in your dreams spying <laughs> on you. <laughs> uh, please keep us informed if you dream about him t- again tonight. Um, but yeah, they're they're in the Feywilds. Um, whether or not it's true, whether or not you'd go and you actually would, like you, you'd go visit um, Shadowfell uh, Montreal and you don't see any old men on their hands and knees. It's an, it's an enjoyable experience. Uh, when you got back home, remembering it, you might remember it as though you were looking through a dirty window at an old man on his hands and knees, essentially. Okay. Um, just it, it has this kind of um, pervasive feature about it, this like general malaise where like you're always unsettled and you're kind of like always anxious when you're in the Shadowfell. Um, so like memories are kind of built on like memories are quite tied to emotion right so you'd probably remember certain features as as more uh like with more detail and it'd probably be the negative features just because of the negative energy that that exists in the plane okay, yeah, okay, constant yeah. like slight uncomfort that sounds a lot like earth to me but also <laughs> sounds a lot like current montreal yeah <laughs> without without the smell of pharmacy aftershave that comes with an old man on all fours <laughs> Um, colors in the Shadowfell are muted in contrast to the Feywild what colors are brighter and more vibrant even the sun in versions which have one again some Shadowfell de- depictions particularly the early ones just said there was no sun it was just kind of a gray sky um, some more recent ones will, will say there is a sun it's just like it too is is like cast through a filter um, and it's like muted and cold like you, you would stand in the sun and it wouldn't even feel warm to you it, it would almost feel cold um, the entire plane is co- sort of like a cold cellar. It's dark and damp with a pervasive chill in the hair in the air that is hard to shake. Okay. Uh, like the Feywild, the Shadowfell would be difficult to map. Uh, it's not prone to changing in front of one's eyes like the Feywild might be, um, but it will morph into something different when you're not looking. So uh, you travel there, you 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 know arrive at your starting location, which we'll get into what your starting location will be in a bit, and you want to go to Gloomrot, the the city of Gloomrot. Uh, you'd travel a path and everything would seem fine. It would seem, you know, you'd turn around, it would look the same. Everything would seem hunky or you could like map it very easily. But, you know, on your trip back from Gloomrot to the starting location, Dead Man's Cross, you would, you'd be like, well, this is all different now all of a sudden. Okay. Yeah. And not in the, not in the way like where like the trip home always feels faster. <laughs> yeah. No. Sort of way. Yeah. No, it's uh, in a, oh, I don't remember this. I don't remember the Oblivion Bog being here the last time I came. Oh, through. okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the, the staircases in uh, Harry Potter. And then, except on the way oh, back, yeah. all the uh, LGBTQ people fall off I th- or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't write the thing, but. No, no, that, that, <laughs> I, I, I haven't read it, but I'm pretty sure that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're not a visitor to the Feywild, but one of the locals, um, even you would probably find the Shadowfell a little tiresome. None of these people seem to be uh, thriving, I guess. Uh, very few even of people 
born and raised there are safe from the pervasive malaise which plagues the realm. Um, on top of that, there are certain places scattered throughout the Shadowfell which are hidden behind thick walls of mist. Uh, these these places, known as domains of dread, are isolated pockets, sort of like demi planes, uh, which are bound to the Shadowfell by terrible curses. Um, this is uh, like pocket dimensions within the Shadowfell, I guess, which yeah. just gives you as the DM free license to be like, I want to create this crazy setting, but my players are in fantasy Faerun right now. So you could just say like, oh yeah, it's just a demi plane in the, if you want, if you really are the kind of dungeon master who's keen on keeping the canon in your made up fantasy bullshit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which more power to you. I, I lean on it a lot, but I'm also fine just saying like, no, that's not how it works. It's you walk through this door and you're in, you're in hell now. You're in Hellraiser I, world. Are the, um, are, are, are the residents human? Are they just like a bunch of kind of despondent, damp peasants? Or They're is all it, uh, old men on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> old men on all fours. And you can't really make out their features, but you know they're old somehow. Even all the animals, even all the animals too. You've got like an old man like driving a plow, like whipping two larger old men who are like yeah. dragging and it. And the guy driving like, the plow is using his hands for the pedals. Yeah. He's <laughs> on all fours. So we'll, uh, we'll get into the residents in a, in a bit. Um, the the short story is that like the main population, this these people known as the Shadarchai, uh, in fourth edition, the Manual of the Plains, they are humans who have lo who long ago migrated to the Shadowfell, and you know eventually just generations upon generations of living here turned into the Shadarchai. Um, in fifth edition, from um, Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, they are elves who swore an oath to the Raven Queen and came here to serve her. Uh, but same story. It's just like in fourth edition, they were humans that turned into them. Now it's elves that turn. Okay. Essentially. But there's no like native fantasy race, apparently. So there's like native, there is native fantasy races and, and we'll get into like all the, the bigger denizens, but they're not like playable characters. I, I guess like, you know, obviously like any D and D imagination based game, you can make them a playable character and just give them stats and game mechanics yeah. and things like yeah. that. But Typically, they're, you know, monsters or NPCs or things like that. What's that? Sorry, this is a complete tangent, but I'm just thinking about it. What's the name of the turtle people in D&D? In &D? Turtles. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> turtles with an O. <laughs> I saw a meme online where, like, they don't live for a long time, even though turtles in, like, real life live for, like, hundreds of years. Sometimes. Hundreds of years, yeah. yeah. Dar didn't, didn't Darwin's turtle, like, just die the other... Uh... Like uh, yeah, he was, he was like 165 or something ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Um, Turtles are cool. Yeah, they, they, I just looked it up. They live to 50, apparently, in D&D, &D, which I didn't know and does seem stupid. <laughs> Gotta agree. <laughs> Gotta agree. Like, that seems like a real softball. The elephant the elephant race, the Loxodon, lived to 500. No problem. What? Fucking Turtles, <laughs> 50. Which, oh how God. long do elephants live? Do you guys know? I don't know, but I've heard of people years, with I think? elephant hearts, and they die real quick. I would think like 50 years, yeah. Yeah. So the Asian, Asian elephant, Asian elephant, forty-eight years. African bush elephant, sixty, seventy years. Wow. Huh, that's not bad. Can you imagine holding a grudge that long? Unlike goldfish and us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Loxodon is just like Latin for elephant or something. I think we may have mentioned this in the past, where like because there's like there's fossilized animals called like Paleoloxodon and and whatnot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's a big fossil, no. Uh, some of them are, but like sometimes you get like a pygmy elephant that's like on an Italian island, right? It's like, oh. uh, it's like the, the house hippos that we had in Canada that'll steal your peanut butter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Need chips. Yeah. Just the crumbs. So Loxodon, 
uh, a genus of sharks or a genus of living and fossil proboscidean mammals, of which the African elephant, Elephas or Loxodon africanus, is the type. Hey, there we go. Called there it. Go. Nailed it. Nice. Um, so yeah, these these dark domains that I mentioned, demi plains within the Shadowfell, usually bordered by mists. Anyone who were to cross that curtain of mist would become trapped within. Uh, so it's a usually a one way trip. Uh, a prison, and they'd be a prisoner to the Dark Lord who rules there. Um, each one has a, a ruler or a Dark Lord or some powerful figure uh, based around it. On the other side of the wall of mist, it's just like a. It just has a. It has a sneaky sign that says "pull," but it's yeah. actually it's actually a push cloud. So you're yeah, trapped. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's friggin' Pee Wee's Playhouse on the other side, and you're you're trapped to his every whim. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoners, the word of the day. Woo! <laughs> 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 Portals. <laughs> Uh, so every dark domain has a ruler, usually the one who is cursed, uh, who has absolute hold over the domain and limited mastery over its shape and disposition. So the dark domain will usually bend to the will of the Lord who rules it, reflecting their mood in any number of usually twisted or disturbing ways. Thankfully, it's um, always uh, just malaise, so it's it's not too bad. It's just uh, yeah. It's I mean, it depends who it is. Like if you were if you were trapped to you know corn from forty k, uh, the blood god, then it would be you know like the blood domain and it would be like hell and everybody dying everywhere all the time. Um, but if you were trapped by the most famous of the dreadlords, uh, um, Strahd von Zarevich, who we mentioned earlier, um, it, you'd be stuck in Ravenloft, which is the gothic horror uh, setting for D and D basically. Well, you didn't mention his name, but he's the Dracula of he's, he's a, he's a Dracula, correct? Yeah, he's the Dracula. I, I, I say, I, I'm signing it as well nice. yeah. for, the, <laughs> for the visually impaired of the podcast. Yeah, I said I said Curse of Strahd before, and Curse of Strahd is oh, the okay. fifth okay. edition module, and Strahd von Zarevich is the Strahd of Curse of Strahd. Right, right, right. Is there? Do people like do uh, podcast tra- transcriptions for folks who can't hear? Probably. I mean, I, maybe. Like, uh, of, this is, I have a good joke. Say what you want about deaf people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this is the platform. This is the platform to roast deaf people. Let's let's be yeah. real, right? <laughs> They're not got it for us. It's a very good dad joke. Please, nobody transcribe that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get canceled. Our stenographer um, strike that from the little little tape that comes out of the yeah. typewriter. <laughs> it's American Sign Language for deaf person is two little like fangs, and then you like bite your ear. Oh, of <laughs> course, like, yeah. like, like a vampire. It's a sound vampire. They, they understand yeah. it. <laughs> um, so we know how the Shadowfell was created. Like I said, according to the Great Wheel Cosmology uh, and the Fourth Edition. Uh, Dungeon Master's Guide. Uh, born of primordials, ancient beings of unbridled element to chaos when they beheld the primordial plane created by the gods. Um, this creation, though, obviously, the way that they went about it, you know, primordials, by their nature, pretty, uh, you know, pretty emotional, I, I guess is fair to say. They're not uh, cold, calculating, logical people. Uh, they tend towards the chaotic side of, of, I guess, if you're looking at like a D&D alignment table. Um, so their creation, just like taking something already made, ripping chunks off, then throwing them into piles, like sorting them into piles and just letting them create however they want, yeah. uh, doesn't make for a, a perfect model <laughs> in the, in the pile. Um, yeah, sort the phlogiston by color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so there's many places in the Shadowfell which remain too dark after the after the fact, like after creation, and remain to this day. Uh, they're known as Darklands in the Shadowfell. Uh, a mortal entering one would feel the life leech from them, just kind of standing there, and color would pale in their vicinity like even further. Um, so basically just like anathema to life, anathema to vibrance, to color, to magic, to anything. Okay. That's, yeah. It's kind of like uh, like current Blizzard. Like Bobby Kotick, he, he, he put out um, Shadowlands, which is the most recent expansion, and he's drained all life from that company, I believe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's the Dracula. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or don't, rather... Yeah, don't ask me where the pantomimed fangs go in that, in that scenario, oh, please. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Please point on the doll. Yeah. Um, so in these early days, perhaps... Born of these Darklands came the first native inhabitants of the Shadowfell. Born into the feeble light at the dawn of the Shadowfell's creation, the Dark Ones awoke in the gloom. Confused and alone, furtive yet curious, the Dark Ones marveled at what any interior design designer would scoff at. Um, I guess if the only thing you've ever known is Drab and Grim, you might think Drab and Grim is pretty, pretty neat. Okay. Uh, little known, like little more. Alone and confused. Just, just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, man. Cabin groom. <laughs> yeah. Little little more is known about them at the beginning. I, I like I don't know if they had like formal writing per the D D canon before the Death Giants. Uh it's the, the only way to really describe them is the Death Giants uh arrive. Um so long ago, likely when the mighty king kingdom of Astoria, uh which was like the kingdom of the giants on the prime material plane for a time, there was this kingdom Astoria. Uh, they had all these wars with dragons before, like, the tiny little mortal races kind of came about. Elves were their slaves, uh, essentially. The slaves to the giants. Humans weren't really around yet. Cool. Um, so we have this this giant kingdom called Astoria on the Prime Material Plane. Probably during that time, a race of giants or, or a group of giants comes to the Shadowfell, convinced of their right to conquer, right? Uh, same thing happened with the Feywild. If you guys will remember, there was a race of very proud, very magical giants who came to the Feywild and oh, ended right, up getting yeah. cursed turned into horrible uh, Fomorians. <laughs> so I'm picturing like a huge like rock golem towering over everyone, but with like the tiniest little fairy wings on his back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a fairy Like strapped giant. on like a Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the giant, the giants claim the Shadowfell is theirs uh, and promptly enslaved the Dark Ones who threw themselves at the feet of these mighty visitors, the first other creatures they had ever really known. Uh, so the, the dark ones are like, hey, you know, you guys aren't even doom and gloom. You're even like more vibrant than that. Can you believe and it? Tall. And tall. <laughs> so uh, they were like, it seems like at at the start, they were like pretty easily convinced by the giants because I guess they'd never met another race and didn't understand that like con men were a thing. And the giants just showed oh, up and were they're so innocent. <laughs> yeah, they, they're just like complete rubes. And the, the giants just showed up and said like, no, 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 we should be in charge here. Trust us. We have this snake oil. It's uh, it's from our native homeland and it's uh, cures all ailments. Drink this. It, yeah, drink this. It wards off the it wards off the malaise and also it makes your dick hard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, How do you get so oil they were... out the snake anyways? Do you like rig yeah, it out? The udders. Dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> massive, massive snake spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Just snakes everywhere. Just like, <laughs> people just like going to the ocean and like squeezing out Dawn soap onto What's like it? a pile of writhing snakes. Get the snakes, <laughs> yeah, get the snakes off the baby duck. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, like B BP stands for British Python, obviously. So oh, yes, like, of course, yeah. of course. Boo! <laughs> but, uh, Python pun stricter. Um, so the, <laughs> oh, a Python. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Python pun stricter. So the giants come to the Shadowfell, claim it as theirs, take the Dark Ones as slaves. Uh, the giants bent the Dark Ones to their will and built great keeps and fortresses throughout the, uh, the Shadowfell. I wrote Feywild so many times, apparently, when writing this script uh, <laughs> instead of Shadowfell. But, we, were, uh, we were also writing this script while um, I was playing golf or Terraria uh, or something. We were all in a chat while you were writing to, this. So to, we to be yeah. fair, yeah. not this early. Okay. <laughs> in, I guess against my defense. Not, <laughs> okay. not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I would like this. to incriminate myself, Your Honor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did do it. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to waive my right to play, play the fifth here. Yeah, didn't bring uh, my license, and I was drunk. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the giants uh, build their keeps and fortresses throughout the, the Shadowfell. They seem like they're doing good, but slowly their wills are being sapped. Uh, the giants are not, and we're not immune to the Shadowfell's perversions, and the nature of the plains slowly eroded the giants' ability to sustain themselves. They stopped showering, they ate cereal three meals a day, they were behind on all their bills and were too paralyzed trying to decide which ones to pay off first. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough time for these gents. <laughs> I don't... I, I feel... Do you like guys like cereal? I, um, I like certain cereals, I just don't buy it that often. I've, I'm, not, I'm, I'm more of a toast guy or an egg guy. I'm, uh, I'm cereal before bed, not cereal for breakfast. Oh, really? I cannot remember last... Cereal is honestly just the anti-masturbation agenda, man. Like, I don't think we should eat it. Mr. <laughs> Kellogg. <laughs> Anyways, John Kellogg, you could check it. I don't know if John Kellogg's the guy from Fallout 4 or actually the guy I'm thinking of, but the <laughs> Kellogg guy who made the cereal. It's Dr. Kellogg, yeah. Okay. Who made cornflakes. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he, he's I, all fucked up. Read his wiki, because that's a, that's a trip. So uh, I, uh, I'm actually not buying... I, like, avoided, because my wife and I both eat a lot of cereal... Uh, and we, I, she was going to buy more mini wheats, and I was like, "No, you can't buy mini wheats because Kellogg, the Kellogg factory workers are on strike right now." So, right. yeah, uh, I also don't buy it, but for different reasons because they're yeah. they're they were monsters then, and they're monsters now. <laughs> now, I I buy something like I obviously buy the ones that are named after a completely uh, blameless <laughs> organization. I buy Quaker. Uh, I like <laughs> oh, I like I like I like oatmeal squares, and they're certainly not religious extremists in any way. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Kellogg wanted to enforce like um, chastity belts on all children. Like, imagine that, huh? It's just like our scamdemic <laughs> muzzles, bro. It's it's just happening again. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think why I said that I think cereal is like a really low effort food to eat three meals a day. Where if you're a depressed giant in the Shadowfell, it's just like. You don't have to cook. You don't have to anything. You just, you know, grab another. If you have a clean bowl, you can grab a Tupperware. You can just do it in whatever, right? You got your evil hair up in a messy bun. Yeah. You're just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, so either way, uh, cereal or no cereal, whether they were eating just bread or uh, cereal or whatever, uh, they were dying. Uh, they were being killed uh, off by the, the sadness. Excuse me. Uh, wait, wait so they sorry, turned, say that again. They were being killed slowly by the sadness. Sadness. Okay. Sadness. Ethan's, Ethan's got the I burped as I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they turn desperately to magic to save them, much like the uh, giants of the Feywild, who we already know how that ends. Uh, they researched the piercing ennui and the shadow from which it came, and through the reckless use of magic, made a discovery. Using mortal souls could slow the decay 
and allow them to remain in place for a time. So, oh, they, sacrifice. They, yeah, they were like they were bright-eyed explorers come to the new world. Said, "This is going to be great. We're going to set things up for you. You guys are native savages. Let us run things for you. It'll be better. Trust us." And you know, within a generation, maybe we're like, "Well, we should probably." kill you guys and harvest your souls to keep ourselves alive while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I ran out of milk. These mini wheats kind of dry. A little blood might yeah, yeah. spice it up a bit. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that much free corn from the natives this year. It's kind of like, eh, what are they really doing for me? <laughs> In quotes. <laughs> Wholesale slaughter of the Dark Ones. Still sla slaves to the giants ensued as the masters consumed them. Uh, the process was not without its costs, and the perverse ritual transformed the giants, twisting and corrupting them until any once legitimate claim for their right to rule was long. Most of the Dark Ones were gone at this point, and the only ones who survived were those who managed to flee. Are the Dark uh, Ones like Dark Elves, or are we imagining something else? Because I'm kind of imagining the weird little ink monsters from Pathologic for some reason. Yeah, they're they're more like twisted goblins, I guess. Um, there's not a ton of imagery of them but they're like they're born of like the darkest places in the shadow fell and kind of just like materialized out of the gloom one day they're long okay uh, yeah. yeah so okay. no no relation to the elves no relation to really any other mortal race so they could be whatever you want them to be i like to picture them as kind of like wraiths or just like shadowy apparitions basically um okay. but uh, still useful as slaves to some regard so they can carry a giant sized platter of cheese and grapes at the very <laughs> Okay, so yeah. Corporeal in some sense, right? Yeah. yeah, like a lungfish would never be able to hold the pitcher of wine like <laughs> properly with its, its little lobe fins, right? It, it would be a terrible, a terrible slave pitcher of wine. Have you ever gone to a bar and ordered a pitcher of wine? Sangria. No. Oh, sangria, yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, sangria so is the work of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the giants lost their dream of a prosperous rule and instead found themselves depressed for an entirely new reason. Their cities slowly decayed and their fortresses collapsed over centuries of neglect. The giants themselves became horrific parodies. Uh, only their cruelty. Uh, at various points throughout the giants' tenure, more creatures either formed in the Shadowfell or migrated here from elsewhere, but few we can talk about before talking about the most populous denizens of the Shadowfell, who indeed come from elsewhere. Uh, there are a few reasons one would journey there. There's a, there's a couple reasons... I, I know I've really paint, painted a good picture as your guys' travel agent today of why <laughs> you guys would want to go to the Shadowfell. Um, so sometimes it might be for the you know promise of wondrous treasures that you might find there. Um, you might just stumble there accidentally. You might be kidnapped Shanghai there. Uh, whatever your whatever MacGuffin your your dungeon master wants to dangle in front of your face is a reason to visit the Shadowfell. For all mortals, however, there's one other reason you would visit the Shadowfell, uh, and that's when you die. Uh, the Shadowfell serves as a sort of purgatory where one awaits judgment before moving on to the afterlife. So all the souls uh, <laughs> in any of the material planes, so the Feywild the, in the Shadowfell or in the Prime Material Plane would end up on the Shadowfell to await judgment for their, their lives. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like an anxiety-ridden waiting room with cereal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and old men on all fours. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you take like your... a... 
<laughs> like out of a trough. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you take like a like a moist number out of one of those like like DMV things like the little kind of Y shaped number when you get there, but obviously it's humid, so you're just like sitting there in like a nervous waiting room waiting to be judged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take your number, and then there's like a thing where you just press your bowl in, and you get your cereal. You press your bowl in, and get your blood. You get your number and your cereal. Yeah. yeah. And it's obviously the machine dispenses the milk first and then puts the cereal on top of it oh, because it's God, an yeah. evil and it's an evil and bizarre place. You guys well, do cereal yeah. then milk, right? Yeah, I do cereal then milk. Okay, uh, when I did is... eat cereal, I went dry because I didn't like how soggy. I found milk put such a stressful time on my. Okay, you got <laughs> this much time to eat it, and like after this amount amount of time, it's soggy. Like there's meat. Me, it's not even. Like for like an EOD guy, like diffusing a bomb, he's just yeah, like, yeah. I've only got ninety nine seconds before. It's, it's the same reason I don't, I don't like uh, that second uh, Zelda game on the N sixty four, man. Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majora's Mask puts a time. I don't want a time limit on my breakfast or my games. Thank you. I I eat cereal fast, but not. I'm not worried about sogginess. It's the temperature of the milk. I don't want the milk to get too warm. Oh, I like the milk to be nice and cold. That's uh, that's living life for me. Like that's eating any meal. It's like a nice hot meal. You want to eat it before it gets cold. So. What if you did like yeah, I eat it intentionally hot basis. milk? Would that be good? Intentionally hot milk. Like, mini that, wheats, yeah. Mini, yeah, yeah. Mini wheats like uh, marketed that for a long time. Like they had yeah. commercials that said like try it with hot milk. Huh. There you go. There you go, Jamie. Question answered. More <laughs> on cereal, the DMV, and the souls of the dead after a quick commercial break, though. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by hot milk. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to go there, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go I'm haunt not, Mamie in his dreams. Thank I'm gonna you very I'm much. gonna avoid my court appointment, and I'm I'm just like if I don't show up, they can't charge me with anything, right? Oh my god, do they have like a dog, the bounty hunter in in the in the Shadowfell <laughs> to like hunt down like guys who are like ducking parole? So, <laughs> I mean, I I really love that you compared it to Dog the Bounty Hunter, but it's that's basically the Raven Queen, <laughs> the, oh really? The, the okay. goddess. She's like the goddess who ushers the like souls from their body to that the afterlife essentially and she abhors the undead and tries to ensure that everybody gets to their judgment and goes to their final resting place so yeah i guess um and i i mentioned it to you guys when we were hanging out the other day but uh i'd like to do a full raven queen episode so i'm gonna skim off her a couple times uh in this episode also the shatter kai because they're so inherently tied to the raven queen she just Uh, piqued my interest by the way i'm really that sounds like such a cool like you, yeah a premise you can set up so many cool stories with that right yeah she's one of the i i think she's one of the more fleshed out deities in 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 5e uh particularly i hope she's um, fleshed she's, out because she would hate to be undead that's true that is true <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the the souls who flee because they're pissed off that they got the nine hells because they're scared of eternal torture or whatever um they usually turn into undead of of <laughs> one sort Sorry, that wasn't a tea burp. That was a burrito burp. I'll have you know. Now, does yeah? <laughs> that was beans. That was beans. Uh, Hell yeah. Like, so is it kind of like reincarnation rules where it's like you do you if you've lived a good life but got damned anyway, like you're a good criminal or the or like the hooker with the heart of gold? Do you get it reincarnated as like a good undead instead of just like a like a trash mob zombie or like do you come back as like some kind of vampire or or something like that? Uh, so. Yes, in a sense. Um, I'm gonna guess if you're like r- a really powerful spirit, if you were like an evil adventurer or something like that, you'd probably become like a super powerful undead. Um, mo- for most, for the you know the masses, you probably get zombie, probably get ghost, probably get skele- okay. skeleton, yeah. bone, bone boy. Um, there are those who refuse to pass on to their afterlife for for noble reasons. So there's noble reasons to do it. Like it could be love. You're waiting for your spouse to pass on so you guys can go together um you duty like there's unbreakable oaths that paladins can swear like a paladin might swear like oh you know i i i swear an oath to never let this city fall or whatever uh, and if the city still stands then maybe they feel like they can't pass on to the afterlife oh. uh so those ones typically remain in the shadow fell as somber spirits it seems like the raven queen is usually willing to overlook them as long as they're not like trying to escape and they kind of all agree like hey when you're your business is done. You are going to go, you know? I think I'd um, rather be a skeleton than a paladin. It sounds like a lot less work. <laughs> yeah. A lot less oaths, a lot less rules. Yeah. You just I can play this in a phone on my ribcage. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't got to eat or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, but that's a great, that's the best party chick. It's like, yo, Jamie's here. And he's like drinking wine straight from the bottle. And it's just like dumping down pitcher. onto his, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> drinking wine through the pitcher. Exactly. Yeah. It's just dumping down onto his spine directly through him. Yeah. <laughs> but also you get to sleep in a pile. Then you get to like stand up exactly like making that rattly little noise. And then you put your head on in the morning. And you just like go off to skeleton work or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to go to work. Oh man, never mind. Maybe yeah. Well, I mean, you, 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 have, you have to clock in every morning, right? Where you like put on another guy. And like you have to move his body around for him and shit, and that's like that's oh. skeleton labor, I think. Oh, every time we go to sleep, our skeletons are going and doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah, the ske- skeletons work the night shift, didn't you know? <laughs> well, that that's why they're like in scary movies. Skeletons are always out at night. Yeah, because yeah. the people are out during the day. Yeah, that's a good point. And we're asleep, so they get to go out and and uh, and and take care of their groceries and shit. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who bought all these goddamn calcium tablets and this milk again? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Milk all and milk. tums, like yeah. all morning. Yeah. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Skeletons, all milk, no cereal, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's why uh, daytime Jamie likes his cereal without milk, is because he knows the skeleton's just gonna get pure milk at right. night. Right. Yeah, right, right. It's a balancing act. <laughs> uh, so the stronger the spirit of someone who passes on, the more they're able to resist the pull and kind of stick around. So. Your your uh, run of the mill dirtbag is probably not going to be able to avoid the pull of the afterlife and is eventually going to get brought to the judges just kind of naturally. Yeah, the um, Raven Queen can find you in that like Floridian hotel real easy because uh, yeah, exactly. you left exactly. license plate on your truck. Yeah, you left the license plate on your truck. It's two blocks from your house. Like they, they, <laughs> yeah, she's going to exactly. get you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I I would love to say that Florida is a good parallel for the Shadowfell, but it's like it's way too sunny, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. It's probably more like, I don't know, northern Finland in the winter. Yeah, where well, the sun goes down for three and a half months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google yourself, northern Finland man and your birthday. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, if, if you're thinking that being a shade in purgatory means you're safe, you're only partly right. Uh, maybe you saved yourself from damnation, but there are, are other threats in the Shadowfell, even to the spirits of the dead. You do sound like an infomercial again, which I like. It's <laughs> uh, take Nightwalkers, for example. You you might think your slap shop could cut them, but these things are made out of pure flex tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Nightwalkers, they're these beings of pure shadow and an overwhelming sense of malice. Uh, That's a lot of malice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old meme, I'm sorry. Yeah, so good. Um, so yeah, these guys are undead stalkers. They roam the Shadowfell, destroying anything they find. Uh, they don't seem to, uh, to fight with rhyme or reason. Uh, Nightwalkers can trace their ancestry to a group of particularly powerful, once disembodied souls who refuse to pass on. They found a way to warp the supernatural energies of the plane to create their new forms. So some people, uh, avoiding Dog the Bounty Hunter, are clever enough to basically reform themselves from the shadow stuff of the plane and become these things called Nightwalkers. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's how. Uh, that, that's also what happens in, like, Arizona, where you can, you, you can use the, the heat of the sun in Arizona, like the desert heat, to reform your body using the, the magic. <laughs> it's just a dead body with, like, a Mr. Potato head, like, nose and glasses on it. Yeah. <laughs> I've changed my form completely. Yeah. Um, the Nightwalkers sometimes come into conflict with all the other races around here, one of which is the uh, Sorrow Sworn. Uh, these are twisted creatures of dubious origin. Uh, some say they're just creatures or beings who have been in the Shadowfell for too much time and long ago succumbed to the malaise of the plane. Um, others say the Sorrow Sworn simply coalesce purely out of the energies of the Shadowfell. These seem to be like the purest of the Shadowfell's creations, I guess. The Sorrow Sworn, they're just like made from the depression that seems to, to permeate everything. Uh, a quote from designer Adam Lee. There are people who have terrible anger and rage, and as they say, as they stay in the Shadowfell, the energy of that realm mutates them and warps them into something like the Sorrowsworn, the angry, or the Sorrowsworn, the hungry. So it seems like their emotions and their, their more powerful emotions will change their form of Sorrowsworn. 
where if you're like a particularly angry Soros Warren, you you become like the anger Soros Warren version. The basically. Feywild had a similar like mood ring magic as well, if I recall. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Feywild in particular, like everything was kind of uh, controlled by emotions. Like magic was directly tied to emotion yeah. as well. So uh, each one of these, the angry, the hungry, the lost, they're all manifestations of these heavy duty emotions that are prevalent. And either the Shadowfell magnifies them and warps these people or that the Shadowfell just spontaneously generates that from the energy that trickles down from the prime material plane into the Shadowfell. These creatures each manifest one of those emotions or those appetites. So they it's... seem to be like singularly focused, essentially. Could you argue that hunger is an emotion? It's like a chemical imbalance, right? Like, <laughs> it, it... I think I think there's an emotion that's tied to hunger, which it's is angry. probably like a yeah. form of anger, right? But it's like a very specific... I think it's like... I mean... Not not to uh, to completely dodge your semantic question, which I think is an interesting one. I think the actual mechanic of it is like if you're uh, Soros Warn the Hungry, your whole thing is like you just want to consume. So you're just going to do everything in your power to consume all the time. And I guess it's like people, I mean, people don't eat for like hunger all the time, right? Like some yeah. people with eating disorders use it as like a coping mechanism or something right, like that. Yeah, and they just yeah, like that's have a hashtag this... mood, dude. I get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I snack when I'm bored, right? Yeah. Well. yeah. Who knew that this would be the most relatable episode for, for <laughs> the most relatable D&D episode for poor James over here. Somebody, somebody get him some help. Somebody get him the number for a kid's cell phone or something. I keep I keep looking at Jamie's open door behind him that's like cloaked in darkness. I'm just Stop. like, that old man's in there right now. Stop, <laughs> He's feeding off your negative energy, James. He's, he's After all, we get all... off this call, like, I have to be alone in this apartment. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, not really, if you think about it, right? He's there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, perhaps... Perhaps the most recognizable race of the Shadowfell, however, are the Shatter Kai, who we've talked about a few times now. Uh, like I said, two separate origin stories, uh, one for 4th edition and updated one for 5th edition. The Shatter Kai follow the Raven Queen, the goddess who shepherds the dead and decides on each soul's final resting place. Um, they train relentlessly to serve, uh, and they form the Raven Queen's most loyal servants in retinue. So uh, whatever your origin story, they are like, they're her go-tos. They're, they form these companies, or they, they become these like the more powerful Shadow Kai become what are called Raven Knights, who are just like these very powerful warriors who will build keeps in the Shadowfell and basically serve her hunting undead and, and all that. I picture all that good, good stuff. Very feathery shoulder pads on these guys, by the way. Uh, probably. I, I hope so. That's what I'm imagining as well. Yeah. Um, Standing on top of traffic lights, dropping walnuts in the street so that cars can hit them and they can get the, get the insides out. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want a semantic fun fact? Do you guys know what a... So a group of pros is called a murder... Right. Yeah, you guys know what a group of ravens is called? I did barely knew they were different animals. What are they? Called? Oh, it's a manslaughter. <laughs> a, a good guess. Uh, yeah, but it's it an is... involuntary murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an unkindness of ravens. That's oh. terrible. Yeah, it's not very good. Awful. I, I posted on the Discord <laughs> like a few yeah. weeks ago. Someone was feeding crows, and there was just like fifty crows spiraling in the sky right next to where I live. And I kind of want to get on that level with crows. Like, so Hell when yeah, they dude. see me, they just follow me like that. They're super smart, too. Yeah. They can recognize faces. They can count. They solve puzzles and shit. Oh, that's crazy. What the fuck, my wife? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He had a bigger caw than you. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, but yeah, the Shatter Kai, they follow the, the Raven Queen. They seem like all their entire existence seems to be tied to the Raven Queen with a lot of D&D. 
uh, and it it's, was kind of outed as problematic in a lot of ways in like the last two years. But like one race believes in like one ethos and like they do that other than like humans who are like can be good or bad. Most other races, it's like, no, orcs, they're evil guys. You know, they're very dumb. They're very strong and they're evil. Oh, OK, yeah. Um, so the Shatter Kai similarly are like, no, no, every single Shatter Kai is just a big fan of the race. You know, no, no dissenting voices. And if one does, he's like an outsider. And they hate skeletons. <laughs> yeah they do hate skeletons they hate zombos they hate uh ghosts and ghouls uh all that stuff poltergeist static <laughs> in the tv they'll come right for it <laughs> so they're the most populous faction uh in the shadowfell they're really the only like only the only significant faction one could say uh like i wouldn't call like the roaming night stalkers a faction or like this random soros worn the hungry uh, a faction right um there are other cult like there's cults uh on the Shadowfell. there is a dread emperor uh though that's more of a name than a title since he doesn't have an empire <laughs> he just just calls himself the dread emperor basically okay yeah um, he's the crazy guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much um standing preeminently against those who would steal or with those uh who would still control the Shadowfell from the waving raven queen is the cult of orcus uh orcus known as the god of undeath uh, is at constant odds with the Raven Queen, uh, who detests undeath in all its forms. Okay, yeah, obviously, right? Yeah, uh, he wants shadow... skeletons out at night. She wants she she wants to keep killing them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you keep letting your skeletons out in the yard, I'm gonna poison them. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> rat poison over the fence. Poison your skeletons. Your skeleton pooed on my yard again last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little pile of bone meal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I only know that uh, is from Skyrim. <laughs> Um, the Shadar Kai and the Cult of Orcus are, I mean, because their leaders hate each other, are in a pretty much permanent state of conflict as a result. Uh, the Shadar Kai are always looking to hunt them down. Pete sees an old man on all fours in his apartment or something. I, he's looking <laughs> behind. Very confusedly. Yeah, yeah sorry, because I heard something come through my headphones, which don't have, like, transparency or anything on them. I just, like, heard some racket behind me. I was like, did something happen in my aquarium? But... But no, looks fine. you're talking about like my. I do have a kind of a creepy door frame behind me, but you have a little mannequin in the door yeah, frame yeah. behind you, which is very yeah. Funny. That's my secretary. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the cult of Orcus and the Shatterkai at war. Um. There are other cults, but they're not super important. Uh, like in the Feywild, these people live in cities, many of which are actually mirrored by communities in the Prime Material Plane. But like with the Feywild, it's not a perfect one to one. Uh, a metropolis in the mortal in the mortal world might be a sprawling ruin teeming with shadow shadowy monsters in the Feywild, uh, the Shadowfell, excuse me. While a modest and friendly ham hamlet on one might be a sprawling city on the other. Right. Getting to any of these cities, of course, is not easy. First of all, traveling to the Shadowfell is not easy unless you're brought here against your will. Or um, yeah, uh, there's which I guess you could argue is probably against your will. Uh, yep. <laughs> so. Probably the most common plot device for dragging one to the Shadowfell would be the Shadow Mist. Uh, it looks like a normal mist. It's indistinguishable from a normal mist. It appears on the Prime Material Plane, but when you walk into the mist, it teleports you to the Plane of Shadow. Okay. Walks like mist, quacks like mist. <laughs> is not mist. <laughs> it is not mist. <laughs> it is actually a portal to the Shadowfell. <laughs> Uh, what produces these mists is unknown. Some think they are tools of the Raven Queen, who uses them to transport people into her domain for one purpose or another, though she has gone on the record as that being not true. So she has said, nope, I don't control the mist. Um, others believe that the mist manifests whenever a very powerful creature with ties to the Shadowfell dies. 
So if there's a, a super powerful entity within the Shadowfell that dies at in that place on the prime material plane, kind of the the mirrored location, that mist would appear and start dragging people into the the Shadowfell. If Fell. I were a person in power, I would also deny my connections to the to the haunted mist to the, the haunted kidnap yeah. mist yeah it's like i it's like i have i have never been on the mist's airplane i have never been on the island <laughs> i've never Pretty read much. stephen king's the mist nope not even that nothing never saw the movie with thomas jane don't know what you're talking about um rules. another way for your average joe to reach the shadow fell are called shadow crossings uh, these are gateways created by some terrible necrotic force, sites of past necromantic rituals, or the grave sites of victims of horrible deaths have chances of turning into shadow crossings. So, okay. like, on the prime material plane, if there's a bunch of necromancers that get together, all beat off onto a cookie, there's a chance that that forms a, like, a what? shadow gate. That would, what? <laughs> I think, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're all playing shadow gate in the basement, and then the, 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 <laughs> the guy who comes last has to go to the shadow realm. <laughs> <laughs> Yugi, no! <laughs> Sorry, the, the shadow fell, rather, yeah. yeah what, what did you do with my grandfather, Kaiba? Uh, <laughs> Yugi, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I grab my meat in defense mode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I play gay porn. Well, guess what? You just activated my trap card. <laughs> um, <laughs> so assuming you find one of these sites <laughs> or you happen to have a plane ship spell handy, uh, you could find yourself on the Shadowfell. If you're going and you don't have a particular location in mind, uh, you probably always end up at the same place. Uh, from the book, The Shadowfell, Gloomrot, and Beyond. At the center of the crossroads stands a grisly marker, a signpost adorned with an ancient corpse bound to its cross pieces. The constant abrasion of windblown dust has scoured clean the placards of the signpost and turned the body into a desiccated husk. The corpse's skin is as black as night and as, as hard as boiled leather. The lids of its eyes are stitched closed and its lips have been pulled back around its teeth into a grin. This is what basically everybody sees when you first get to the Shadowfell. This is like the Nexus. This is where this is, you know, the the gamer hub. This is this is okay. pretty much where you end up. Unless you you're you're using plane shift and you have, you know, the knowledge and the wherewithal to travel to a particular location. If you just go to the Shadowfell, usually you end up here. Okay. It's got the... like a bony hand pointing downward to just, just take a pamphlet and it's Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're it's, you're it's really a mixologist. <laughs> okay <laughs> definitely sets the scene for a sense of dread though like the way you described yeah. that leathery fucking being yeah yeah so it's called Most the dead man's kiosks have mummies in them as well like yeah, just yeah. Them, so yeah. yeah and you know the the man on the cross conveniently forms kind of the shape of like an information i right like the the letter the lowercase letter i that you'd see yeah on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like looking at a regular map in the mall you're just like well we're on the third floor you're like you're like just like tapping at this like <laughs> dried out yeah. old corpse on a yeah, stick he's like he's crucified right so he's got his arms to the side but they're just holding like a big map open between <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his fingers point inwards <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was gonna be more like his body like he only has one nipple and it's like you are here like yeah yeah <laughs> the other one's falling off yeah i uh, just got a tat like an old faded tattoo that points to his nipple saying you are here yeah uh, and of course he's got the anchor that says mom yeah of course. <laughs> uh so it's called dead man's cross uh creatively uh the corpse upon the cross is said to have once been a high priest of narrow cursed by the raven queen to an eternity of servitude 
Other sources say it might actually be the corpse of Neryl himself. Neryl was the old god of death. When I do a Raven Queen episode, we'll get more into that animosity and that that story. Um, okay. But basically, it's like she, the Raven Queen took over this position from somebody at some point, uh, took his either a high priest of his or him, him and said like, hey, I beat you. You're going to stay here and you're going to run my information kiosk for me for the rest of the minimum wage (laughs) (laughs) i see a parallel really cool thing like remember our christmas episode chief of police means cop god of death is just god god he'd be god 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 whoa (laughs) (laughs) very good uh but so same thing with the god of divorce same thing with the god of d's nuts all god 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 God. (laughs) uh so the dead man was set there by the Raven Queen, it seems, whoever they were in, in the past, it seems they were set there by the Raven Queen as to serve as a guide of the Shadowfell. Uh, they're beholden to giving directions to any traveler who stops and asks to anywhere in the Shadowfell. So uh, you, if you walk up to him and you're like, how do I get to Gloomrot? He will point in the direction. That's the best directions that he gives. He points. He's uh, like a but he rain, basically? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have lips, so and probably oh, yeah. not a tongue anymore. So probably hard to do more than that. Yeah, it, just the just just the wailing of a skeleton. Just ah! yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, sir. Yeah. He also has a knack, uh, which is a, a cool thing that can be included in your game if you ever run it in the Shadowfell and your players are at the Dead Man's Crossing, where he'll turn and stare at a location like ten seconds before something shows up in the Shadowfell. So you'll just be like talking to him and he'll just turn and like look at a spot. And then seconds later, this probably confused monster will just like leap from another dimension and just be like flailing about madly. (laughs) That's that's really cool. Actually, does he rotate like on the stick or or like does the whole thing rotate like where the cross is in the ground or can he like swivel around it for some reason? Is he is he is he a like a mummy stripper? Basically, Uh, I think um I think, like James says, it's probably up to us. It's probably up to perception as well. Like, we know okay. the Shadowfell changes. We don't know how, but we know that, like, nothing stays the same when you're not looking at it. So it's he's probably more, like, setting the path for you by pointing left or right, assuming okay. he can only point those two directions. Yeah. And he's probably just, like, setting the road for you whenever he does that, right? Like, loading the instance for you. Not so much a stripper thing. Like, Kickstart My Heart is not blasting all times <laughs> in the Shadowfell. You run your own D&D game, Pete. That's true, yeah. Yeah, just, just leave Kickstart My Heart by uh was that motley crew motley crew (laughs) on repeat for every session hell yeah um so you arrive in the shadowfell and you want to hear to the nearest friendliest pub right uh i mentioned a few times glooms rot may be your best bet uh so you ask the dead man he points you in a direction and you off you saunter hoping you don't stumble across some danger on the way whether it's an evil creature or just a dangerous locale like the oblivion bog which i've mentioned a few uh here's a another quote um from Shadowfell, Gloomrot, and beyond. Uh, standing alone on a long stretch of desolate shoreline, Gloomrot is a port- dirty port with a huge swamp on one side and a sea on the other. Inside its high encircling wall, the city is a cramped and dismal place. It is a maze of twisting lanes, narrow alleys, and chaotically placed buildings. Everywhere, statues of sinner faces leer out onto the streets. Uh, it's ruled by a guy named Prince Roland the Deathless. Uh, it is the, the biggest hub uh, there's some great touristy locations. There's some great museums. Uh, some really cheap hostels. If you like the the backpacker uh, look, you'd want to go to the Dust Quarter if you want a fancy hotel. Oh yeah, uh, no, none of that for me. Too bougie. <laughs> <laughs> so you found yourself in a major diverse hub of the Shadowfell, and from here are likely ready to start adventuring. Keep one hand on your coin purse, as coin is king in Gloomrot. Gloomsrot. 
uh, but keep your other on your dagger because it is equally, equally dangerous. You can visit the Raven's Eerie, uh, the towering temple to the Raven Queen. It's a uh, black obsidian temple built atop massive statues of bowing men. Uh, maybe the trap. Raven Queen... What's yeah, that? A tourist trap, man. You don't want to yeah, go yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The lines are just so long. Once you get inside, it's so dark. You get, like Your camera doesn't even work. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, this drink cost me fourteen dollars. Can you fucking? <laughs> yeah. And it's just blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just shadow. It's, like, yeah. it's, drink. it's just darkness. Uh, yeah, you take the lid off, and light gets into it. You wasted the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My drink made me sad. Uh, <laughs> it's just booze. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so maybe the Raven Queen brought you here. Maybe you're ready. You're here to strike a bargain with her or some other fell power. Either way, we'll have to talk more about it next time. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. That was our episode on the Shadowfell. Obviously, didn't cover everything. Uh, if you want to hear more about the Shadowfell, Shadowfell specifically, uh, you can let me know. Head on over to the Discord. There's a link in the description of this episode. Uh, and you can get in touch with us, or you can send an email to uh, contact at loreboys.com. And uh, we'll add it to the list. I love talking about TNT. I'm planning a Raven Queen episode. When it'll actually come out, I do not know. Might be my next episode. Might be in a few episodes. If you do want to hear it, do let me know. Uh, it's good to have that positive feedback for me. So I don't get so, I don't, you know, researching the Shadowfell really takes it out of you. Makes you pretty sad. So, you know, I need a, I need a couple pick-me-ups. I need you guys to validate me and make me feel pretty <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, Peter, do you have anything you want to share with the class? Uh, yeah, um, I brought enough gum for everybody for one. And, um, also at Lord boys podcast on Instagram. Uh, that's pretty much the only like social link that uh, is not like easily accessible through the website. Uh, otherwise, uh, loreboys.com slash about, um, I've been talking to some of our wonderful patrons recently. I'm looking to modify some of the tiers. If you're a patron, please feel free to let me know like what would increase the value or what is no good. What is good of different tiers and whatnot. I've got a couple ideas cooking as well. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me. Uh, Jimbo. Yeah, just get in the Discord. Um, we play games in there. We sometimes hang out and chat together. Pete, sometimes when he's drawing his spicy pictures, he'll just hang out with the community. Um, this week has been crazy. Like, ever since last week, uh, people have just been, like, piling in. So we're, we're getting new folks all the time. Uh, you might meet the love of your life here. Uh, who you knows? might. Yeah. I hope maybe, you do. Maybe you'll meet your grandchildren, huh? Yeah. In our Discord. How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's uh, you'll meet your your children. There'll be time travelers who met a quirky scientist in the future. They'll be traveling back in time accidentally while uh, running away from Libyan terrorists. Yeah, uh, and they'll <laughs> they will help you meet your true love and fall and fall in love uh, by helping you punch your bully at a dance at a Sadie Hawkins. Don't kiss your mom. Don't kiss your mom is the moral of the story, everybody. So oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody who wants that, go ahead. Kiss your mom. You can kiss your mom. It's fine. Kiss your mom. Kiss your mom. Yeah. Don't kiss your mom in a weird way. No. Don't, exactly. don't let your mom get all horny for you and kiss you in uh, your car. I mean, if yeah. you're, or... you're already too far <laughs> gone if that's what's happening when you kiss your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie, James? <laughs> oh, has, Back has, to the has Future. Jamie, has Jamie seen it? Is the, uh, has yeah. Jamie seen it? Is uh, an old joke, but a, yeah, an old exactly. meme, but it checks out. Yeah, uh, Jamie watched uh, <laughs> the Avengers on the back of someone else's seat on an airplane with no sound. Once was like the last <laughs> yeah. time I saw a movie. <laughs> I only watched Back to the Future because it predicted nine eleven. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. They, they were, they were, they were, they were like leaving a little breadcrumb trail for us all to follow, and we were all too ignorant to see it. That's right. Have you guys seen? Have you guys seen the fan theory where? Uh, like Kermit caused 9-11 because uh, 
he was in a in one of the Muppets movies. They show like the Twin Towers, but it was like dated after 9-11 because they were using like old footage of New York or something. So like the fans put together this like crazy theory of like why the events of the Muppet movie meant that he couldn't be there when 9-11 happened. So that's why in the Muppet universe. That's fucking great. Kermit did not something like that. The CIA gave a bunch of money to the Muppet show to fight the Soviets. So like I wouldn't be surprised because they actually created the Muppet show by accident. Due to a power vacuum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, yeah, there, we have a Patreon. Go there if you want to support us. I think that constitutes a, a lower <laughs> voice. <laughs> Out. <laughs> I'll see you next time. My name's James, and um, yeah. Uh, what about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about this guy, but my name's Ethan. Hmm? What about yeah. you, guy, huh? <laughs> uh, my name's Peter. I'm hoping to give out at least barely enough audio to see if it's coming through all right. <laughs>